0: The season has officially ended and the postseason has officially begun it is not just wild card weekend it is super sunday card wild card weekend if you can say that five times fast right here on the sunday card Week. your hosts me dan zampano talking to you now with my beloved co-host Maddie Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, ready to roll into the postseason. Winners of Week 18, Domination Station comes right through here. Get off the tracks because now we are full throttle. Producer Lou Paracone is on, Lemon Pepper Lou, Maddie, what a Week 18, but this is it. This is the most exciting time of the year. We're finally
1: here. We we finally, again, we said, you know, week 18, it's a little boring. It's a little hard to bet. You still dominated it. Still fine. <laughs> still what four and one both ways on the show. Uh, but again, now it comes down to when it counts. You, you get to, instead of, as much as we love Red Zone, we have to say farewell to Red Zone. Being able to watch every one of these games from start to finish. It's a different football watching experience. You only get it three times, you know, a couple times a week usually. You're going back re-watching games like Full games, you're a psycho. But getting able to absorb the full games all weekend long from Saturday afternoon straight through to Monday night is just fantastic.
0: The standalone game, there's something about it where everyone has their eyes on you. You go back to last year, you go back to a game like a game that sparked so much uh, controversy 49ers and Cowboys. You had Raiders and Bengals. You had so many fun games. Interesting games. Obviously, Divisional Weekend will never be forgotten with that weekend. But Wild Card Weekend really gets the juices flowing. And we had a couple of blowouts last year. This year, I will say, and even though we have a lot of big lines, we also have some really juicy lines with quarterbacks that we've never seen before taking the stage on the brightest stage in the NFL. Lewis, Jets' season is over. Pat season is over. Broncos' season is over. It is the first time in a very long time that we can all relax.
2: Well, I've been relaxing for a long time, but, uh, you know, uh, I've been uh, hoodwinked, bamboozled, uh, whatever else you want to say about the Jets <laughs> this last week. I don't know why I went against my principal and picked the Jets and the the narrative. That was just silly, silly, silly. And as soon as I saw Joe Flacco starting, oh, it felt right at home with the good old New York Jets. So mm. I'm ready for playoffs, though.
0: I am ready for playoffs as well, and I just want to give a shout out to Dan Campbell for not just getting them through Green Bay, getting them through Lambeau, but knocking Maddie off of a five and zero week and getting me a four and one was even more gratifying. Even though it was, it sealed the deal. The deal was done. Matty Ice is the champion for the regular season of 2022. It did feel good to get one. Yeah, no, that was,
1: uh, and what a game. Like I said, I was really hoping obviously Seattle makes it into the playoffs with their win that they got, they got earlier. We didn't get the full drama as far as like a winning in game, but you just knew like, I mean, you, you were right as far as like that team wasn't going to quit. I mean, Jamal Williams is like, been like the, uh, the social media star of the year in the NFL (laughs) is Jamal Williams. He's like, the best personality in the NFL that we didn't start highlighting until apparently a couple of years ago and his interview afterwards and all that stuff. Like he, he embodies that team. and Dan Campbell embodies that team. So um, yeah, like I said, a bunch of new faces in the playoffs this year. Cause some of the old
0: faithfuls like Rodgers, they're not, they're not invited to the big dance. Oh, he, it was so close. And I really thought Lou nailed it. I thought the snipe was coming. I'm like, here he goes. Yeah. I said, I said to, I said to my fiance, I said, here he goes. He's going to rip their hearts out. This is what's going to happen. And I was stunned when it didn't happen, honestly.
2: I really thought you had it. Should have done it with the Jacksonville game. <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked out nicely. I thought I thought we had a little Rogers magic at the end there. I was feeling good. I was like, oh, we drive downfield. They win by three. It covers. Oh, it would have been perfect. It's oh. perfect way to end the season. But,
0: hey. Yeah, well, oh, well. Beggars can't be choosers. So, what we're going to do before we get into the wild card uh weekend games is we're going to do 10 questions for the NFL season. This is always fun. We usually do one right during the middle of the season, but now we're going to do 10 questions for you. 10 questions that I came up with, of course, Matty Ice, Lou, both going to answer. We're both going to see how far we get into this. I think this is going to rack your brain. I really do. They're going to make you test not just what you know about the league, but what you know about yourself, Maddie.
1: Dan, you start to like – like, I'm done with school. Like, I don't – like, you give me the anxiety at homework sometimes with these questions. You know, I got to think. I got to use my brain to use like,
0: Come on. God forbid we use our brains every once in a while. Um, why not to? Why not? Why not? Uh, let's begin, shall we, then? Let's start with question number one. What was the dumber thing that happened this past weekend? The Texans winning to lose the number one pick to the Bears or the Chargers playing all their starters – and risking Mike Williams' loss, risking Joey Bosa's loss as they both hobbled off the field sounds like they both will probably play. What was the dumber thing, Maddie? I think it's the Texans. I don't like, especially
1: because the game was you know they were up early and and I was saw I, ha, I had a, I had a Colts money line parlayed with the Packers too, which is just like I thought that that was gonna you know looking great. Uh, saw it at halftime and, and thought about doing our, our good old live play on the Colts like the Texans had to do all they could in their power, like to go and have the most miraculous comeback of like the season with the the bomb touchdown pass and going for two to like ice it. Like it's like, there was so many ways they could have just like not done that and secured the number one pick. Like they put every last effort they could into like screwing over. And again, I get like the guys in the field want to win the game, but long-term just winning that game to give up the number one pick when you need a quarterback and there's quarterbacks to be had in this draft I, that was mind-numbing to me.
2: <laughs> Lewis, what was dumber? Well, the Texans thing was definitely dumb. It it felt like a Jets move. But Chicago has Justin Fields. So are they going to take a quarterback? Probably mm-hmm. not. So, I mean, it's it's the Chargers for playing their starters that late. No need. You're in the playoffs. Get them out of there. We do this every year, it feels like. There's always one team that plays their guys way too late. Someone gets hurt. And we're always sitting there going, "Tisk tisk." what are you thinking?
0: It was Staley by far. I mean, the the Texans, yes, like, of course they want the number one pick. But, again, the draft is such a crapshoot sometimes, especially at that high of a position. You're going to get a really good player at number two, probably a good quarterback. It's going to be C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Staley is an absolute asshat. I'm sorry. That guy stinks um, for doing that. That was egregious. They knew that the Ravens had lost. There was no reason to do it. And I, honestly, I never wish for anybody to get hurt, but it, I would not have felt pity for him if Justin Herbert had gotten hurt. I would not have felt pity at all. It, it would is egregious. And you might have not just lost your best uh, weapon on offense in Mike Williams. He might play. If even if he's 100% like or not 100% out there, that guy takes the top off the defense. Like that's the guy that makes your offense explosive, as stupid as it gets. It's totally Brandon Staley. All right, now we're going to get into it. This is the test of what you did this season, Maddie. This is our progress reports, ladies and gentlemen, at the PTA meetings. How well do you know yourself, Maddie? Who do you think is the team that you picked the most this season? I'm not saying one with the most. The team that you bet the most with this season was who? The only way I got to go here is is
1: my guy. It's got to be Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. It's got to be it's got to be the underdog king himself.
0: That would be correct. It was and the Pittsburgh Steelers. He knows himself. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers. You bet on the Steelers eight weeks this season and went. Mike Tomlin was good to you, brother. Seven and one with Ooh, Mike Tomlin. Hey, that's why we,
1: this is why you just always bet him as a dog, and it should work out for you.
0: Beautiful, beautiful job. So yes, eight times with pittsburgh other big ones you six times with the bears classic Mm -hmm. um six times with the ravens six times with the texans that was an interesting one um so yeah those were the the runners up there for you so i mean you know it's pretty much par for the course you like those good coaches and for some reason we like the texans a lot this year yeah it's that's
1: sickening that's absolutely (laughs) sickening just uh, wait. There's more. I say, how about how about yours? I need.
0: Well, I need everybody. Let's go. Uh, so I'm gonna go to Lou next. Lou, who do you think it was? Your most bet team this year?
2: Honestly, I have not an idea. I have no clue. Uh, my guess would be Cincinnati, New England, maybe the Colts are in there, and maybe Tampa Bay.
0: Well, on the last one, you got it because it was the Tampa Bay Brady's. You yeah. bet on the on on Tampa five times and went. One, three, and one.
2: (laughs) Lovely. Just my
0: favorite. Tom Brady um, doesn't even help you out in any way. It's been like that for 20 years.
2: It's no matter what I do. When I root for the guy, it doesn't help regardless. Had him a fantasy, awful. (laughs) I
0: I believe they were
1: the worst against the spread team on the season.
2: Yes,
0: that's also true.
2: Runners-up were Dallas
0: and New England. So those were, you bet, three times on uh, mine, you're also going to probably throw up because you're going to be like, damn, what are we doing? Wait, can, can I guess? Can I yeah, guess? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. The Falcons? Close. That was close. Uh, <laughs> the Houston Texans were my favorite oh, team this year. Yeah, it's just. I bet uh, the Texans seven times this season. Oh, stop. And went two and five with the <laughs> Texans. <laughs> just ruthless. Just ruthless. Uh, you went two and four with the Texans, by the way. But two and five with the Houston Texans, absolutely disgusting. My runner-up, Detroit Lions, Bet him five okay. times. Yes, so. that makes sense. And they they were probably much better. Do you what three and two, four and one? We'll, we'll get to that because who do you think the team is that you won with the most? Now the You're way I it's not the Steelers because no, it was. <laughs> I mean, you won seven and one, but I went by winning percentage, so okay. you won like the most with this team basically, and. I, you have a couple of teams here. I didn't count teams that you went one and zero with. I don't okay. think that's fair. So, and you had a couple instances of that: Arizona, Indianapolis. But you have teams that you won the most with. You have three teams. Can you get them? I only give you three yeses.
1: Three teams that I won the most with. I think I think the Titans would be up there, the Steelers. The Steelers is not one, as I said. before. The Steelers is not. One, sorry. So it's by winning crazy. percentage. By so there's teams I went with undefeated with then. Yes. Can't be the Packers because I did that. Damn! See now, Dan, this is I. I, try, I did my homework, and I'm not even ready for the pop quiz. Um, I don't know. It would, it would Cincinnati might be on there for me. That is um, one yep. okay. I feel like I did that one. Titans weren't one. No. One more guess. Um,
0: the Vikings? No. You went three and zero with Cincinnati. You went 3-0 and with the Los Angeles Rams, if you can believe that. Really? Yeah. And your best team that you won the most with that you went undefeated with? The Dallas Cowboys. You went 4-0 and oh, with Dallas, yeah. interestingly enough.
1: The best against the spread team of like the past two seasons.
0: Yes, that is very true. Lewis, can you name the only team this season that you went undefeated with? New England. No, no that is incorrect.
2: It's not Dallas, is it? It's not. It is the
0: Cincinnati Bengals. You went two and zero with Cincinnati. I, you know,
2: I was thinking it would be them, but I'm like, no, it can't be.
0: Now you had a lot less than us. I think you only had like right. 27 games. We had 92. So yeah. like, it was a little different for you. You want to guess at what mine was, Maddie? I had three. No, I had four. Four non-one and zero undefeated teams. Vegas. Vegas was one. I went two and zero with them.
1: Okay. So it
0: wasn't Detroit. It would have been. Not the Rams, right? No, no, you got it. it, it you did Detroit, it. Detroit. I, that was my best team. I oh, five, that's right, and okay. o, five and oh zero with the Detroit. Really? Yeah. Awesome job by Dan wow. Campbell. Love that man. Okay. Okay. You're gonna laugh at the last two. I'll just give them to you because they're both hilarious, and you will laugh at them. The Denver Broncos. I went two and zero with, and. <laughs> the Atlanta
2: Falcons. <laughs> Four and oh. 4 and oh yeah <laughs> you, you
0: rode them during the hot streak and then I got on them and it was like oops time time to end the party here. You went to get off that stock just knew. okay who do you think you lost with the most with this year Maddie you have just two teams Dance. that you both went 0 and two with 0 and two with one is very on par for you and the other is not so much. The Falcons. Incorrect. No, okay, I'm one with the Falcons. The Jets? The Jets was one of them. They went all yep. and two with the Jets. Yeah. And... Get that other team. Give you one more guess. It would be the Giants? No, the, the Giants actually did good. No, the Giants won for me, I think. Yeah, yeah, you went three and one with them. The New Orleans Saints. You hate betting the Saints. Oh, oh and 0 and 2 with the Saints. Okay. Tough break. Tough they should break. cover that 49ers game still. Yeah, yeah, they should. Lewis, you did not go. You did not go like zero and two with anybody. The only, only like no wins that you had with there were two teams, Jacksonville and Philly. You went zero and one.
2: That
0: was, yeah. So that was it for you. Just two zero and ones.
2: Um,
0: which I, you know, I mean, if you bet one time, you know, right. Uh, My worst teams. I had one, two, three of the worst teams. I'm just gonna give them to you. Cleveland's one. Cleveland is not one of them, actually, which was shocking. I actually went one and two with them, so I get close. Okay. I went 0-2-1 with the Baltimore Ravens. I went 0-2-1 with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I went 0-2 with the Rams. So – uh, so, wait, I was undefeated with the Rams. And you, you were, were undefeated with the Rams? With the Rams? Yeah, I was
1: undefeated. <laughs> you know, because I feel like I always bet that the week after you lost, and then you're like, I can't do that. That was like, I'm hurt.
0: I'm, I'm you, heartbroken. And like, I. Your I, Falcons I z- are my Rams. That's yeah, yeah was we. It's exact. Yeah. <laughs> it's exact. Okay, final one here. Who did you not bet on this season, Maddie? Uh, Lewis, by the way, you bet on only 12 teams this year. So you had 20 teams, so I couldn't go through it all. Yeah. Um, but uh, Matt, you had. 28 teams that you bet on this year. You had four that you did not. Can you name the four? Four that I didn't bet?
2: Yes.
1: Um Wow, that's crazy. Okay, wait. So I had two. Um, Arizona. Incorrect. Really? And I know I bet on Washington one week, even though I don't bet on Carson Wentz, but I bet on I bet on Taylor Heineken. I bet on sure.
0: Washington three
1: times. Yeah, so – are we counting the? Uh, are we counting the I'll I'll Buffalo? Buffalo I'll give you a hint. Buffalo. Can, can I give you a hint?
2: Three of them are playoffs.
1: Okay, so Buffalo it, from the Nolan Boyd game. So Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is one of
2: them. Is Nolan Boyd? Yep. Yeah. one of them the Chiefs?
1: Uh, no, I bet on the Chiefs with the against the Colts. Um, and lost that. Um, oh, I probably never. No, I bet on the Eagles on Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. Uh, did I not bet on the Bucks?
0: You did. You're telling me the Vikings? I know I bet on the Vikings. You, you did not bet on the Vikings. I never bet on the Vikings. never bet on the Vikings once. Not once. <laughs> I just the whole time. You did. I had them the, the whole way. I had them
1: <laughs> winning the division at the beginning of the year, which and happened, you, but yet I didn't bet him once.
0: But you know what? They didn't cover a lot. They That's just true. didn't. So that was probably a good. Because thing. I was spot on. <laughs> Do you want the other two teams?
1: Uh, Let me see really quick. One of them, them the is the a playoff, playoff team. team. One of them isn't. Uh the Chargers. chargers it. are one of them. Yeah, you never bet on the chargers. chargers. And then um did I not bet on the Browns? Or no, I never bet on uh you
0: never bet on the Cleveland Browns. That's correct.
1: Yeah, that okay. The, yeah. yeah, no, good. I'm glad I said and you can you kept me away from that week 18.
0: Thank you very much. Yes, I did. Um for me, I had three. I bet on 29 teams. I had three. Two of them are very on brand for this show. And one of them I actually was the same exact team I didn't bet on last year. Miami, you didn't bet on Miami. Correct, didn't ever bet on Miami once. Minnesota, <laughs> uh, Minnesota Minnesota's the other one. And anyway, last give it, give it year, last I didn't one. bet on this team, the Indianapolis Colts. Never took a swing on, it. Uh, not once. Okay. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. So that's your progress report for the year, Maddie. There you go. That I like that. That's good. That's good. That's stuff. always fun. It's always fun, and it gets us. No, I'll send it to you. It gets us to be like, hey, this is what we did last year, you know, and we go into the season next year with a little bit of education.
1: I would say we we like to like follow trends like we have trends now. Like I've we you've you've made trends for us. Man, I have made trends
0: <laughs> for you. We'll go back listen to the show. All right, here we go. Number six of the NFC quarterbacks, who is the biggest threat to the Philadelphia defense? This is a trap question. You want me to say Tom Brady? Because it's probably Tom Brady. <laughs> is is it's, a- it's
1: it's probably Tom Brady. I mean, it's my answer, but yeah. <laughs> that's the,
0: you know, I mean, it's uh, you
1: knew the answer before you,
0: you go asked through. That. Go through the quarterbacks, and you say, if honestly to God, if the Lions had made the playoffs, I would have said Jared Goff. I really would have, because yeah. I would, I would have felt like that they, they had a really good year this year. They're explosive, but I think if they get through, and you know, San Francisco gets through, I think they would go play San Francisco anyway, uh, depending on what happens. But um, or no, they would go play Philly. I'm sorry, they would go play Philly. Then, you know, that could be an interesting matchup. I'm just saying, little little spot last year where the Eagles lost. So I, I'm assuming yeah. your answer is Brady. Yeah, yeah. it's Brady. Okay, I'm not gonna pick Kirk Cousins here.
2: I was just gonna say, yeah, we're not unless it's one o'clock or <laughs> London game somehow. Well, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it it's got to be Brady. It, it feels like, unless you want to say that you know. Brock Purdy and the Niners team is. Yeah, I'm just saying,
0: the Dak had a good, Dak had a great game against. him. But know, that's but, the that's the thing. He didn't phrase playoff. it. He didn't phrase it. The offense.
1: He said the quarterback. He wanted us yeah. to say Tom Brady.
2: Yeah. No. I know. Well, we know. Used to this game. I like to, I like to play this game. Um, <laughs> let's 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 go
0: with the bigger surprise for number seven. Bigger surprise: the Giants making the playoffs, or the Packers are missing it, Maddie. It's got to be the Giants. It's the Giants for me because like. The Packers'
1: weaknesses were what we knew. We're like, hmm, the Packers don't have any receivers going into the season. What are we doing? And they didn't have any receivers all freaking year. Like they, That was their big problem is their offense couldn't move the ball. The Giants had the same playing team they had from last year, like borderline the same team with a first-time head coach, and they made the playoffs. Like, they were mm-hmm. at the bottom of the barrel last year. So, Brian Dable, again, had, you know, I, definitely a Coach of the Year candidate. I think he probably deserves to win it. Because, again, I really think most people have the
0: Giants at the bottom of the league to start the season. Yeah, I think Dable or Sirianni. Lewis?
2: Yeah, no, it's the same answer. It's the Giants. Nobody thought anything of them preseason. And really, I mean, the Packers made a nice run at the end of the season. But, you know, it didn't come to fruition. Too little, too late.
0: So I do think the Packers were probably a team that was seen as the best team by default. And a lot of people did like the Vikings. But... You know they've lost them. They lost, they lost to Monte Adams, and I think people were like, "Eh, they might figure it out and just kind of weasel their way to nine and eight, win the division." And I don't think anybody saw the Vikings having 11 one one-score wins. So that's <laughs> that's pretty insane. Number eight, which wild card team is the most likely to get to the Super Bowl? This is wild card team. This is not division winner. This is wild card team. So which one is it, Matty? This one's tough for me. I I'm going to stick with
1: a team I've kind of had their back all season. It's the Baltimore Ravens because of the defense, I think. You know, I mean, not, shaking your head, you think I was going to say Miami there?
0: I'm not. Saying. I, I thought you were going to say <laughs> Dallas, honestly. That's what I No,
1: not say. Dallas either. Yeah. Uh, not with the way they've played of late versus the Ravens. Again, obviously, and we're not expecting Lamar Mack this week. We're going to get to that later. But the defense is as healthy. Again, it's been getting healthier. And since Roquan Smith has come in, they are a different level of defense um, the, to the man who just got paid. So um, if you're going to make me pick one, I would say the Ravens on the back of their defense.
2: Lewis, I just want to grind your gears and say Miami, my friend. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it at that. Yeah, what's his name? Scarlett Thompson? Is Chip the... Skylark Thompson. Chip Skylark. I, I almost Good said uh, Chip Thompson, and I knew that was wrong. So uh, yeah, we're just gonna say Miami, just because uh, I, I like seeing you squirm. Thank so. you. That's fantastic. <laughs> They're in your division too. Um... Yeah, okay, like I haven't been <laughs> suffering forever. Like it matters <laughs> now that it's just a different team.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I said the Chargers, and here's the only reason, and I know that sucks, and I know it's a bad answer maybe. Yep, I'm getting fish hooked and everything. You're on the hook. But who is a better answer? I mean, I can't go with the Ravens. They have no Lamar Jackson. I can't – I just – you know, I don't think that they're possible. They weren't really good with Lamar Jackson on offense. I can't say Dallas because they're choke artists. Yeah. I think the Chargers have the best chance to win this weekend, and then if they win this weekend, they go to Kansas City, and they might get Rashawn Slater back for that game. So, I feel like that would be the most logical thing. And they play well against the Chiefs. They really do. And then, you know, you never know what happens in the AFC Championship. So,
1: that is a great point about how they match up with the Chiefs. That's, I mean, their their path, as much as it would suck to have to go through there, you know, they've played them obviously twice a season. So,
0: yeah. Fish hooked. I'm fish hooked. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Okay. It just, it just feels like, again, like I just look, it's just like that classic Chargers. Like, you know, yeah. it's like,
1: oh, they finally made the playoffs. Yeah. First right. There are
0: no good answers for that question. Yeah. All right. Of the top five quarterbacks you saw play this season, name the top five. Who were the best?
1: Uh, From – I'm going to go from one to five because I feel like that's sure. more suspenseful. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. And this fifth one I know is the one that everybody's like – It. you could put a lot of people in here, I feel like. I had to put Geno Smith at the spot.
0: Geno really? Smith, if,
1: you look, if you look at his numbers on the season, he led the league in completion percentage. 30 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. I mean, he had a fantastic year. I mean, like I said, I, you know, the throw of – I'm not documenting every throw and, like, how tight the windows are that he was hitting, but, like, Geno Smith balled the hell out for, again, another team that nobody thought was going to go anywhere that's in the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I mean uh... – He definitely overachieved. There's no question here. Lewis, I'm going to go before you because I just want to put this out here real quick. Top five quarterbacks of 2022. I went Jalen Hurts, number one. Patrick Mahomes, number two. Joe Burrow, number three. Josh Allen, number four. And my five, I went Jared Goff. I thought he was outstanding (laughs) this year. I thought he was outstanding. 29 touchdowns of seven picks at 4,400 yards, more yards than Joe Burrow. He also had a 99.7 passer rating. Like, where did that come from? And to be honest, you go back and look at some of Jared Goff's stats over the years, like maybe not last year or the year before, but when he was going to the Super Bowl, when he was going to the playoffs with the Rams, he's pretty damn good. He actually was pretty damn good. You know, he never got really over the hump. This year he had an explosive year. You can't deny it. I thought Jared Goff was definitely number five. I know the contention is going to be Hurts versus Mahomes. It's what I saw. Hertz missed those two games, and I think that really, really hurt him. Mahomes had an unbelievable year. I think he could split Harris with the two of them, but Hertz was outstanding. And I think for him to make the leap, Mahomes did what he did. There's no question about that. Without Tyree Kill, it was amazing. Uh, but I thought Hertz just brought out the game and just got himself a fifty million dollar contract.
1: Yeah, I just I just know one particular uh, friend of ours that's going to hear you put Mahomes too, and he's going to be like, "Well, he's a bottom five quarterback in the league." So, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Jared Goff, Jared Goff is one of those other guys that I was saying is like, it's not really like that five spot. Out of who you would put in there, I think personally, it's like not guys that you would think. Again, that we're not talking about like like the Herberts and the and, and the Lamars. Obviously, they missed time and stuff like that. So, I'm glad you put Jared Goff in there because I couldn't I couldn't squeeze him in. I felt like I had to get Gino.
0: I just feel like Jared Goff is now officially a guy that nobody talks about that they should talk about because he's actually good. He's just, yeah, not, he's, he's, still not, young. he's still young. He's like Kirk Cousins level good. You know, I yes. mean, I, I think that's where he's at. You know, I'm not I saying like he's Senator. the best, but I think he's there. Like, I, I really do. I think he's a viable quarterback. And if the Lions choose to go a different direction with their quarterback, I think he's a great fit for anybody. I think he would really fit in well. Lou is like throwing up in his mouth hearing that, but that's okay.
2: That's Lou, okay. go ahead. It's all right. Uh Matt and I talked about it before the show started. It's Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. Those are the top three quarterbacks in the league. Hertz comes in at four. Five is a crap shoot. You can throw anybody you want in there. Uh who I had McCorkle Jones in at five. No, no, no. <laughs> sorry. Uh Justin Herbert probably is number five. I like golf too. I like Gino, obviously. X Jet. Um, it's probably Justin Herbert, though, just based off his of skill.
0: This is what you saw based off his skill. and if you're going by that, then then more power to you. I agree with you 100 percent that, that Herbert is a better quarterback
2: than Jared Goff yeah. this year specifically. I, I, I went I like probably, Trevor uh, Lawrence this year too. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he
0: had a great year. Yeah, for,
1: yeah. I would say Ru- Russell Wilson was six for me, but yeah, yeah,
0: 60th. <laughs> 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 yeah, just <laughs> added the zero. Yeah, I have a Bailey Zappy in there too. Yeah. Uh okay. <laughs> list. This is the funnest one. This, this, is, number this 10. is the this most damn question one. of all time. This is the great one. We said we were going to do it, and this is where I'm at. So this is it. List the NFL quarterbacks, best NFL quarterbacks, or quarterbacks you would rather have on your team, and stop when you get to two at Tagovailoa. This is it. Um, Maddie, the floor is yours.
1: Gosh, i making people listen to these lists. All right, we'll just get through the top part of it just fast. Go right through them. Go ahead. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Brady, Herbert, Rodgers. Hertz, Lamar, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, Matthew Stafford. These were these were tough. Jared Goff, Derek Carr, Tua. Wow. Okay, so how many was that? Four, four, he's 14. No Gino? 14. Did you say 14? I don't think I think this is a great year for Gino. I don't. I still would take Tua over Gino.
2: And no Rogers and no Brady.
1: No Rodgers and Brady were up there. Rogers Brady's four and Rogers is six.
2: Oh my fault, my fault. Okay,
1: yeah. little,
0: you want to go?
2: I, I almost want to make a joke out of this because this question's a joke. All right, let me think. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Brady, Cousins, Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Rogers, Lamar, I, Lamar. Right. It's tough with Lamar because you always talking. forget about Lamar. I know it's, it's tough for my Giants fans. I'm gonna say Daniel Jones just to uh. There you go. In there, there and you uh, Baker Mayfield. Oh no, let's calm down. Let's go. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, all right, all right. And for you, Dan Brock Purdy, the way he's been playing. Oh, I, I thought
0: you were going with the other 49 quarterback.
2: Uh, oh, so I thought you were going. With.
0: no, no, that guy I'm can't right. throw outside the numbers. I'm all right on that one. Jimmy G can't throw, okay, <laughs> and Tua can show me where. Show me where Tua has done that.
2: Toa, um, Tua throws the meanest slant route in the NFL. Uh, yeah, it's a okay. mean slant route. Mean. Mean slant
0: yeah. route with five yards of separation. Excellent. Hell yeah. Good Lord.
2: Okay. Go, ahead. go ahead
1: go ahead, and list 31 quarterbacks. Go ahead I'm, I'm going to list more than means.
0: 31. Um, here we go. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, 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 I'm
1: not.
0: Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, and
2: McCorkle yeah.
0: Jones. That would be. Stop.
2: McCorkle? Yep. Oh, my. Uh- yep. <laughs> Even you saying Kyler
1: Murray is crazy.
0: I don't think so. I mean, I think that at the point where, and if you want to, we'll go off of Kyler on this one. Yeah, Kyler got hurt this year. I mean, two has been hurt more than anybody. And I'm sorry, outside of this year, I get two was young. But outside of this year, with his stats, and again, I think those stats are overinflated because of the coach and because of the players he's playing with. I think that if Kyler Murray was in his position, absolutely would do a better job. 100% has a better ball, has a stronger arm, is more dynamic in the in the run game. Is is it's just flat out like talent wise. Better than Tua Tagovailoa, he just is. May I, not be. I think Tua is way more cerebral than you give him credit for. I, I maybe he is. I don't see it. I see very simple. I see very simple concepts when I see Tua. I just see simplicity. I don't see anything sophisticated or, or flashy from Tua. You know, I mean, I just don't see it. So I don't want. I don't want to get into this argument. <laughs> it will be an argument to last all time. But that's my list. And I'll stick to it, and is, it is what it is. But um, I could have had more guys on that list. I decided to strike them off. Like I, like I, real, real thoughts about. Geno Smith wasn't really a thought, honestly. I did. did you have Derek Carr I, up there? I had no. I didn't have Derek Carr. I think I, I think Carr's washed. I do. I do. I don't think this. I think this was the year that he is off now. I think he is just stricken off my list now. I just don't. Uh, see it Yes. No. Because it can't be Josh McDaniels' fault. Okay, I got you. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we can get into that
2: argument if you want Porto to. Jones I mean, over Derek Carr. Yeah, no, that's that's wholesome. We okay. have
0: Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones, those yeah. two, and Justin Fields. I mean, that's you know, Mac Jones' career
1: could be blamed for the play calling this year, but
0: Derek Carr's cannot. Gotcha. What about Mike White? Well, we've, with Derek Carr, we've got a lot. <laughs> we could throw Mike White. No, I'm just kidding. Don't want, don't want to disparage anybody. Let's get to the game. Let's get to the games. Who cares? It's all opinion anyway. Uh, let's go to the game, shall we, Matt? I mean, this is good. This is great. We have all rematches this, this year. I mean, it's going to be awesome. We've seen these games before. A couple of divisional matchups as well, so could be interesting. Although, just bad quarterbacks. Do you like the schedule? You like the way the NFL did the schedule this year? Did, like, did I think the red meat game, obviously, to Monday night, was perfect? Doing that. Did you like the schedule? Did you? Did you not care? I, I'd
1: I'd go. I go. I would go without Monday night. I I like three and three. I like Saturday and Sunday filled up. I'd yeah. rather, I'd rather do that. Um. So that's the that's my probably biggest schedule gripe. Uh. I actually am. I'm super excited that uh the Jags and Chargers are the Saturday night game. Oddly enough, I feel like that's the game I'm most interested in. Like it it's, is it a weird feels, game. It's it's definitely it's the tightest spread. So I feel like it's kind of you know again we said two teams that uh were you know two young quarterbacks that haven't played before so. Um, but other than that, I think that they did a pretty good job. I don't love that Buffalo and Miami's Sunday night now without Tua because that game feels like
0: – Well, no, it's not Sunday night now. It's at 1 o'clock. And then the Ravens Oh, okay. Sunday night, which I don't agree with. I must to. have missed think, that switch. Yeah. they they. So I would have rather had Giants-Vikings on Sunday night. I, I The New York market against the fraud team that everybody thinks is a fraud mm-hmm. uh, in primetime, Kirk Cousins in primetime, put him in there, see what he does in the playoffs – um, and put Anthony Brown or Tyler Huntley at the 4 o'clock game. I don't care about that game. Wow, that's a, but Burrow's got that factor now. Burrow's he does. got that star factor, that's why. He does. He put the best quarterback that he, they could right. in Sunday so night. So, so I, th- I think of that's course, the, the star quarterback factor, yeah. And then, of course, we get the standalone Monday night that everybody wants to see. But let's start yeah. on Saturday, 4.30. That's where you should be in your chair, and you shouldn't leave there till Monday at 11 p.m. Let's start at 4.30. Seattle at San Francisco. This is the third matchup of this year. San Francisco is 2-0 against Seattle. The line has ballooned to 9.5 points right now. Maddie, I'm going to let you go first. We both went 4-1 last week, but again, like you said, you won the season series. So let's do it, my friend. San Francisco, Seattle, the floor is yours.
1: Yeah, I mean – this is another one of those games we're starting to see now with these, obviously the second year having seven teams in the, the two and seven matchup is really, there, there, there kind of is a lot of difference between these teams. It's like, yes, they are both playoff teams, but most cases, again, the two seed is contention for getting a bye week for the one seed, which we would, you know, hold as, as the best team in that conference obviously. And then these teams are kind of sneaking in the back door as far as both the seven seeds this year and what we had. So to have a double digit spread here, it really makes sense as much as, we would kind of normally love to back a big dog in division uh, during the regular season. I just, just don't see it this way, especially, I mean, I I've been kind of pounding, pounding the chest for, for San Francisco for the preseason. Cause I had them as my, my Super Bowl favorite from there. So I don't see anything different. They've performed absolutely incredible this year. They are first DVOA on defense. They are six DVOA on offense. Uh, Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo really doesn't matter. The, the show keeps rolling with, with Kyle Shanahan and it, The only reason the quarterback doesn't matter this game is because they're just going to pound the rock. I mean, are the 49ers not just going to come out and make Brock Purdy do as little as he needs to do because he's a rookie quarterback starting his first game? And they have never been – they've been the top offense in the league, basically, since Christian McCaffrey joined this team with the versatility that they have. Debo Samuel also coming back now healthy. So I think that between having Christian McCaffrey, even Elijah Mitchell's healthy, fresh legs all game, I, I think that this is just absolutely pound the rock down Seattle's God awful God awful God awful rush defense I mean I don't see how they are able to stop San Francisco unless Brock Purdy finally has his rookie moment of like a meltdown but even so I think that they get this San Francisco on the defensive side Seattle they they move the ball through the air they move the ball through play action they and they want to take mm-hmm. advantage of Gino's been really good against the blitz this year, taking advantage of those mismatches. San Francisco doesn't blitz a ton; they get pressure with their four guys. Like they don't, they don't need to blitz to get pressure. Um, and, and the two games this year that he has not been able to push the ball downfield to lock it into Metcalf, which is really what they want to do. I will lay the points in this one with San Francisco mm-hmm. minus minus ten, uh, or sorry, yeah, minus nine and a half. Um, and I have a couple props, but I want to hear you go first. But I have a couple props I think that go along with this game script.
0: I agree with you. I think I, I'm i all over it. I think this is a Shanahan thing like we've always been. I know we don't like taking Shanahan as a big favorite, but he has actually been really good this year as a big favorite. Seattle's a nice story, but it's big boy time now. That's the way I look yeah. at this. It's just big boy time. They should be able to run the ball. The last time they played him, I kind of throw the first game out. We didn't really know. It was a rainstorm in that game. and you know We didn't know who these teams were, but the second game with Purdy in it, they had five yards of carry. I mean, they just did whatever they wanted. McCaffrey was huge in the game. San Francisco, didn't even realize San Francisco was on a 10-game win streak. It just totally snuck up on me. So that's crazy. Uh, The the thing I'm most concerned about with Seattle is their offensive line. I think the two rookie tackles have really regressed over the last couple of weeks. Seattle is giving up the most third-down sacks in the league, and both rookie tackles are getting worse. Cross has been really bad the last few weeks. Um I get the whole idea of a rookie quarterback coming in making his first playoff start that could be daunting but if you heavily lean on the run game in the playoffs like he normally does late in this season I think he will do that. I think George Kittle will have a really big day. I think he'll be a big problem for them for Seattle. Seattle is the worst team in the league when it comes to receiving yards per game for tight ends and George Kittle has has 7 touchdowns in his last 4 games. He's been insane. I think Shanahan and San Francisco are on a mission. I got a minus nine. You grab the nine and a half. Now I think it's gold too. I think they're going to blow them out.
1: Yeah. I, again, it's like, I, I hate to say it, but again, there, there is some trends to that back it up. Not quite a double digit dog um, in this one, but very close, obviously at that, that nine and a half number, uh, just a trend, double digit underdogs uh, since 2011 are three and 11 against the spread in the playoffs and double digit dogs in the wild card round are one in seven against the spread in the last 20, in the last 20 years. So um, again, regular season, love big dogs, too many points, yada, yada. But this is when teams leave it all on the table. And when they're just flat out better in every phase of the game, which I think San Francisco is, and the numbers will kind of back that up. uh, I think you just got to, you got to roll with this team. That's, that's geared up and ready to roll.
0: I love it. I love it. Now the props, did you have anything specific for this game?
1: I hate this. This is this feels like the squares pick of the week. First game, what's everybody going to want to bet? Christian McCaffrey. I, I, his over right now is seventy four and a half rushing yards. It's climbing. Um, again, it's some of the guys we always we always call it the Action Network. Some of those guys they're giving up props left and right. Sean Kerner, who's who's the odds maker, uh, gave it out sixty nine and a half, and it's ballooning up. So by the time you oh. listen to this, I hope it's not too hot. I do think that you could bet this maybe up to like. Close to 80. I think if you're getting this over 80 by the time you're listening to this, it's probably way too overinflated. But if you're in the mid-70s with Christian McCaffrey, I think he had over – I mean, he had over 100 rushing yards the last time that they played um, this game. And I think that uh, you could just pound the rock with him. I also – if you think that's too high, I honestly think maybe Elijah Mitchell because I think he's going to get just as many – you know, he's going to get some opportunities, I think, late in this game if they're really pounding it down. Um, But the other one that I have here is uh, Brock Purdy's under on attempts – uh he has it's uh 28 and a half right now so i'll take the under yeah i feel like that was way too much in this game i think they're going to really take the ball out of his hands i mean they do a lot of stuff where it's you know the short drag routes and stuff to Debo that are going to count as attempts and you know tap passes and things like that but i still think 28 and a half i think that they can uh they can kind of just cruise this one in
0: i think 25 or 26 might be a little tad high honestly that's that's interesting that that's that high All right, so San Francisco minus 9.5. We're mind-melding to start the playoffs. Let's see if we can continue it, Matt. The game you said you're most interested in is on Saturday night, Chargers and Jacksonville. Chargers got in, stupidly played their starters against the Broncos, are banged up, but guys are going to play. doesn't sound like Slater is going to play. Jacksonville, um, obviously, with a big win against Tennessee the other night and a huge play that uh, they got the strip sack on Dobbs to win it on Saturday night. This is a tough one. Jacksonville is a two and a half point dog now. This line has bounced around all week. Was at one, one and a half. I saw it pick them at one point. Now back to two and a half. Over-under is 47 and a half. How do you see it?
1: This again, this one I think I'm most interested in because it's the tightest. So I had a hard, I had a very hard time picking it. Um again, you got two first-time starting quarterbacks, uh, just like the last game we talked about. Two, two first-time starters in the playoffs. Um you mentioned the week three game, um, that the, the Jacksonville blow him out, but that was Herbert was playing with like broken ribs that game, and then he had gotten absolutely he had no practice that week. So that, that's that's a hard one to count as. But um again, just kind of more vibes and feel on these teams. I just I really like where Jacksonville's been past, you know, since I think week eight or ten. Uh they've been one of the best passing offenses, and and, and Trevor Lawrence has been absolutely phenomenal. It's you know, like 71% completion over the final eight weeks of the season. Uh, he, he, they've been they've been a very good pass offense, but that being said, the Chargers pass you know defense has been coming on recently. You could still you can still run on them as we always say, but that's not really where the games are. I think that they kind of I do worry that the Chargers match up better here, but I just have a hard time finding myself betting on that. So it's a long way of saying that I am going to back the home dog and take the Jacksonville mm-hmm. Jaguars here plus two and a half. I just think that these teams are very evenly matched. This is the one of the games I'm seeing the most pros and experts talk vehemently forward for both sides. Like they're both making very strong cases that I can kind of convince myself of. Um, I'm just not going to bet the Chargers as a road, road favorite playoffs. Um, I'm just not going to.
0: First principles. I like the Chargers as a dog. We don't like them as no. a favorite. I'm um, all over. ball. That's what I'm doing, with. I agree with you. And honestly, this was one of the first ones that I took. I took uh, Jacksonville. I think I got it one and a half early, like early on when it moved. And now it's back up to two and a half, and I'll probably hit it again now because I do think that Jacksonville can do two specific things. They can defend the run, and they can run the football. Um, The last couple of weeks, they have been outstanding in a lot of these categories. They're tied for eighth in the league in yards per carry. And like we said, they are one of the top early down run teams in the league. They love to do that, and who better to do it against than this Chargers team that we've talked at nauseam for two years in a row but Staley has not gotten them any better in terms of run defense. ETN will be the key uh, against the league's worst, worst run defense by yards per carry. I think he could have a big game. Jacksonville's rush defense in the last three weeks of the season, they were ninth in opponents' yards per game. They were eighth in opponents' yards per carry. They were really, really good against some pretty good guys like Derrick Henry, um, to name a few, or to name one. Um, And then, you know, again, I go back to last week. If Mike Williams is not 100% in this game, even if he plays, that really hurts and affects the explosiveness of that offense. It really does. I think that they can take Eckler out of the game. I think that Williams can be bracketed off, and if he's not 100%, I'm fine with checking down those little hook patterns to Keenan Allen. That's, That's his whole career is that, you know? So he's great at that. He's excellent at comeback routes, and his feet are fantastic. But Mike Williams is the thing that blows the top off, and if he's not 100%, I can't go with this. And here's a funky little stat for you that put me over the edge, Matt. Did you know that Trevor Nor- Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game on a Saturday from high school to the NFL? He's never lost.
1: He's feeling at home, man. He's feeling at home on Saturday
0: night. <laughs> I love that. I love I I thought that was the weirdest stat ever, but yeah, he has never lost. So
1: well, that makes me feel good about the prop. I was about to hand out to you because I, I, I have a, I have another one. This one. Uh I, as far as again, I, I think the, the fun props everybody likes to bet is anytime touchdown. So in the two games that have a little bit of a higher total this week, again, most of them are around that 41, 42 number. Uh this one and the Giants Vikings game are both in the upper 40s. So I'm gonna take a little shot on one of these here. And I actually gonna take Trevor Lawrence as an anytime touchdown score, plus 350. Uh, we did see a little bit, again, it was a long time ago, uh, back in week three, but they ran a little bit of RPO with Trevor Lawrence because they know how bad the, the Chargers defense is. So I think there's a chance on that goal line that maybe they just make a wrong read and he has one of those just kind of pull it and walk into the end zone kind of moments. Um,
0: and yeah, I think it's worth a chance at plus 350. So throw, throw a little half. Half-unit play on that. I like these little prop things. These are making me think now about the inner machination <sighs> of the game. I like this a lot. Um, yeah, okay. Jacksonville plus 2.5. We're again on the mind melt. Here's an interesting game. Um, Miami and Buffalo. We get it again for the third time this, this year, 1 o'clock in Buffalo. I got to say I don't love this game. I really don't love this game at all on any sides or anything. The line that move. I actually bought Buffalo minus 9 earlier in the week and took it, and that, like, four hours later, they announced that Skylar Thompson was a quarterback, and it went to minus 13. Oh, so, is now, I believe, it went all the way to 13 and a half, but I'm going to double-check right now. It is, yeah. it is, yeah. 13 and a half, over-under is 43 and a half. I just don't see a world where Miami can win this game with Skylar Thompson. Um, What say you?
1: Yeah, I mean, this game This game stinks. I, I don't really have much to say, but this, you know, even, even – even me trying to be a Tua defender and a Miami defender, we could the game they won this year is infamous that you brought it up, that they were outgained, I think, like two to one by Buffalo in yeah. that game. I I mean, without Tua, this team is is absolutely nothing. The defense is is brutal. They can't move the ball again. They could they they really miss his ability to get the ball out fast because these other two quarterbacks can't just fill in, do that quickly and make the right reads, uh, which has been pretty evident. So I think here I, I want to go with Buffalo. Thirteen and a half feels like a gross number. So I did – I also earlier uh, yesterday, I bet Buffalo first half minus six and a half. Mm. The juice has gone up on that a lot. I paid minus 135, which wow. I thought was already a little high. It's up to minus 165 now. So that feels gross to give out yeah, for the people. Yeah. But shop around, see if you can find the best number. I think Buffalo minus one and a half. I also think this team's just going to come out on fire in the first half. Again, I don't think that they're going to hold back. Talk about teams that have, like – been there, like Buffalo's like all business. Take care of business with this team and let's keep moving because this is our goals. You know, we've been trying to win the Super Bowl for a couple of years now. And I just think Miami is going to get absolutely smacked in the mouth. Mike McDaniels and Skylar Thompson are not ready to go into Buffalo and play like a tough game. So I think I think a first half bet in the Bills is, is, is the way to go.
0: Basically, they're wasting everybody's time, which is basically the case of what we said and why I said the Steelers would be the best matchup for the, for the Bills if they went in. I think it would be a good game. New England, they would have got smacked two weeks in a row. Miami is going to get smacked in this game. Um, But I think that the only way that Miami can even stay in this game possibly is if they slow it down and run the football. They never do. They never do. They just flat out refuse to do it, especially in the fourth quarter, and it's what cost them the last time they played the Bills. Um, And Josh Allen went off, and they just kept throwing it and kept getting incompletions on third down uh, in that game where they choked it away. So I'm going to take the under 43 and a half here. That's that's my play for this game because I think that once the Bills are up pretty good, I think Josh Allen is actually going to run the football a lot in this game. I, th- I think he's actually going to move like a horse here and get off, and they're going to really um, utilize him to be able to kind of get an extra blocker in there uh, against a the Miami front that's just soft, and they have been soft. Um, and then Miami, I just I I hope that they do try to run the football and maybe use Skyler Thompson as RPO because that's one of his specialties, is he can move. Um, Raheem Mostert knifed them up in the first half of the, of the last game. I think that's really the only chance Miami has to even keep it close. So I'm gonna take the under 43 and a half in this game. It is not gonna be a messy thing. It's gonna be 30 degrees, it's gonna be nice out, it's gonna be sunny. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't have any play. Not, I mean, unless you got it early and you're getting four and a half points of value, I, I don't see it.
1: Yeah. Uh, interesting thing you said about Josh Allen. He is actually, as far as you know, diving into props more, I I, I thought immediately thing, I said the same thing. I'm like, oh, let me look at Josh Allen's prop, his prop. He is the highest projected rusher, uh, wow. for the bills right now. He is projected his, his, his over under is 50 and a half. Rushing yards, which just again feels like a lot, he could absolutely eclipse it, but that is a lot. I, I would almost lean to maybe take the under because, again, I think that I think this game is going to be in hand enough that they're not going to risk running Josh Allen as much. And I would maybe lean a Josh Allen under or Devin Singletary's total is only at like 44 and a half. And he's been pretty good as far as in some closeout opportunities in this game. And could you believe that Miami's listed as the fourth, uh, fourth best rushing team DVOA? That just doesn't make any sense. That's like, I don't, crazy that I don't know, again dboa is is a guide it is not a uh you know life lock for sure because that just doesn't make any sense to me i don't know i don't know how that equates but um yeah i would also think so i think maybe a a Devin singletary maybe over 44 and a half rushing yards is in play for me potentially in a very small play on
0: buffalo's defense score touchdown plus 600 oh i don't hate that i actually really like that that that's juicy enough where i'm because get a strip sack or something.
1: That's... Thompson to score, Thompson to score, uh, to throw an interception is like minus 210. Like, it's <laughs> like, oh, it's inflated.
0: Of course it is. Um, now that game stinks out loud. I'm glad it's at a 1 p.m. game, so we don't have to do much there. Then we get ready for a pretty big game. This is Minnesota and the Giants. Matt, we've been looking forward to watching this team play in the playoffs. Finally, we get to see it. The Giants are three-point dogs in Minnesota. These teams played to a three-point contest where Minnesota won at the gun on a game-winning field goal in Week 16. Over/under is 48. A very hot total here. What do you got? Are we are we sticking with our guns or are are we convinced? I'll be honest. I don't know anybody that's taken the Vikings. I don't.
1: Yeah, and it just makes me feel like they're going to get lucky one last time. I uh, know because. I, this one, this one's also racking my brain here. Again, I, I both of these defenses stink. Both these defenses stink. That's why this is the highest total of the week. So this one, I am a little more inclined again to maybe just take some some props and, and some things like that because Daniel Jones has been getting it done as far as passing ball with this ragtag group of receivers. It's, you know Sterling Shepard and Richie James and and all these guys, and then you've got the talent on offense in Minnesota, but they're just not. I don't know. They're not efficient enough to rely on, but they are at home in an earlier game, you know, middle of the day, not a one o'clock game, but an earlier game, uh, not primetime Kirk. So I do want to take the plus plus three here. I, it's, it's they landed on three when they played in week 16, 27, 24. The spread was three. It's the same exact thing. I don't see why you wouldn't take this again, at least to have a shot at it. Um, yeah. And that, that's really it for me. Like I said, and then anytime touchdown score this game, anytime I'm going to see this guy's name with plus odds next to him. Justin Jefferson
0: plus one ten anytime touchdown. Wow. Score. Lock it up all day long, and he destroyed the Giants last time they played. Just destroyed them. Him and Hawkinson had huge games. Here's an interesting thing: um, the last time these two teams played, Daniel Jones threw the most passes in a game this season. He had 45 attempts in that game, uh, and that was stunning to me. And then they were able to stay in it. They were down eight early and then t- or eight late and then tied it. So this is a very weird spot for me, but I think the emperor's claws finally come off, man. I, I, I think it's time, and I think the Giants are live. They're not just live this week. If they win this game outright, I think they're live next week too. Like they—they they seem to me like a classic, annoying Giants team that has young talent, defense is well coached, average quarterback with, you know, some good run game, It's been better. Like this feels like one of those annoying classic Giants teams that Eli used to have. Um, I think the Giants will probably not do that again. I think they're going to use Barkley a lot more, but I think they're going to use Daniel Jones a lot more to run the football of the RPOs. I think that that game made – I mean, he only had four carries in that game, but he had 34 yards, I believe, if I remember correctly in the game. The last three weeks, Minnesota's defense – yards per carry last three weeks of the season. This should set up the Giants to get some explosive plays on the – Minnesota gives up some of the the most yards per attempt in the league. They're in the bottom five of that category as well. The Giants are also going to blitz a lot. They're going to play a lot of man coverage. they got to bracket off Jefferson, take him out of the game. Again, I see an old-school Giants game where they get to Cousins and throw off his timing on those throws. By the way, Minnesota offense line—they lost uh, Brian O'Neill. They, they were healthy on the O-line when they played the Giants last time. They are not now. They, it, they are mixing and matching. I think Dexter Lawrence could have a big game. Maybe he's got a sack prop in there that you that you that you see, and and he goes off. Uh, Daniel Jones on the road in his career, seventeen and seven against the spread. As a road dog, sixteen and five against the spread in his career. He's very good. And he's also much better against zone defense than man defense, which is mostly what the Vikings want to do is run zone defense. Believe it or not, the most profitable team this year, the New York Giants, 13-4 and against the spread this year with the New York Giants. It's a dangerous dog to play, big blue. Not one of my favorite teams in real life, but they are one of my favorite teams. I took them real early plus three, and I love them this week. I think they'll win the game outright. Yeah, I mean, I
1: I agree too with the thing you said about Saquon. Uh, makes sense makes sense that to, too. He had his biggest receiving day of the year last time he played against Minnesota. Makes sense what you were talking about with Daniel Jones' attempts. He actually had ten targets in that game, eight wow. catches for forty nine yards. And I agree. I think that that's something that Minnesota is going to struggle with. Is that sh- you know that short and intermediate passing game? So I think they can get Saquon involved in more ways than just. Running it with him, you know, sending him in motion, passing him to him the flats and things like that. So his total for receiving yards this week is only 22 and a half. So I'm going to take a chance at Saquon. Maybe that's one screenplay that breaks loose. So I, I think Saquon over 22 and a half receiving
0: yards this week. And and even over the middle, he's really good. And there's just those check down routes where he's moving away from the quarterback. He's actually really good at that. So I like that, Matty. Uh, We're going going deep. We said we were going to do it. We're not taking the Vikings in the playoffs. We said it. Got to stick to it. Got to stick with our guns here. Uh, A little bit of a disappointing game on the Sunday night one. Again, I think these two should flip the Giants and the Vikings, but what are you going to do? Joe Burrow on a Sunday night at home against the Baltimore Ravens in an AFC North clash. Third time they've played this year. This is a tough one. This is a tough one because we really don't know who's starting at quarterback for the Ravens. Is it Tyler Huntley? Is it Anthony Brown? It doesn't sound like it's going to be Lamar Exon. The line has ballooned all the way from six and a half earlier in the week to nine and a half now for the Cincinnati Bengals. Over-under is 40 and a half. Matt, uh, I just don't know if I can pull on this game, but it does feel to me like nine and a half is a lot of points for a Harbaugh team. Regardless
1: of the quarterback for Baltimore, I, I will make a play play on the Baltimore Ravens based on coaching and defense alone because again I think this defense has been great. Um, it does. And Tyler Huntley did resume throwing at practice today as we record on uh, Thursday, so I think that's a pretty positive sign that if he is able to throw, I think he's going to be in there. Um, you know, I I just don't think that they're going to put Smith, Smith there as far as like or sorry Anthony Brown going going in there to play this game. I think if he's able to throw the ball, I think Tyler Huntley's in there because he's at least can, you know, has ran the system for a couple of years. Um, and again, obviously the, the, the last time they played this game uh, week 18 or the Ravens were sitting a bunch of people pretty most of their starters. Um, but the, the early season game, this is just kind of, this is an AFC North matchup. Of, it was a 19 to 17 game. And, and you still got Justin Tucker on this team to be able to kick some tough field goals when you need it. Uh, it battled two good kickers in this game. So I think that this is a slobber knocker of a game. I think this is a slow it down game. You could look at the total here, um, which I think would you say is at 42 or 41 and a half, even it's getting, it's, it's 40 and a half now. It's all the way down there. So uh, I, I would like, to, I, I would play Baltimore plus 10, regardless of the quarterback. Um, and again, I think another part of that is that Cincinnati taking taken some injuries at the offensive line. Um, their left tackle, Lyle Collins, is going to be missing this one again. Alex Kappa got hurt last week. I don't know what his – I think he is supposed to be projected to miss this one as well, um, and that's going to be a big problem. I mean, that's – we're going to revert back to kind of Joe of last year where he's got to run for his life in this offense. Like, if he doesn't have the protection to sit back and kind of pick it apart, um, I, I think that's going to be – you know, they're going to have to keep guys in to block, and it's going to be about winning those matchups on the outside and – and that's where Peters and Humphreys are going to come in to kind of lock down Jason Higgins. I think that's really the where the matchup's going to be. Baltimore's gotta just gotta stop this offense. Um, and that's where they gotta
0: live and die in this game. This game plays to me like how uh, Jacksonville, Tennessee played last week. That's how it mm-hmm. plays to me. Very similar outcome where I think Baltimore will stay in this game, but I think at the end of the day, they just don't have the quarterback play to get it done. and they're gonna need it at the end of the game. I think this game will be close. I actually like the under as my play my the under is my play at 40 and a half and here's one of the good stats where it kind of convinced me I said okay I can take this two stats weeks 10 through 17 the Do- the Ravens are the number three rush defense DVOA I think that that was a major improvement I think they were like 18 or 19 in the previous nine weeks but since acquiring Roquan Smith, the under is 7-1 if you take out week 18 last week where they really didn't play a lot of people. The under is 7-1 and one in Ravens games since they got him. So Roquan Smith, he gets the extension now. He's really a big key to this success, and they finally have a, a middle linebacker. Uh, to compliment Patrick Queen now to add some speed there, this Ravens defense is really good. I think Burrow will struggle a little bit with the speed. Uh, I think the receivers will struggle with the speed. If Calais Campbell is healthy, I think that's huge for them. They need that. Um, Burrow's going to do Burrow things. He's going to ha- get his. But I do think that they can limit them in the red zone as well. So I'm going to go the under 40-and-a-half here, Baltimore and Cincinnati, and maybe sprinkle a little on that plus nine and a half. If I can get plus 10, then probably yes. Uh, but I do think it plays kind of like that Tennessee-Jacksonville game last week.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I, I agree with this one. Is it down? To, yeah, it is nine and a half. Yeah, okay. I had it from ten earlier. Um, yeah, I, I was actually on Twitter I was looking up stuff and I just saw that it saw a tweet like 15 minutes before that Tyler Huntley was throwing when it was still at 10, or actually might have been at 10 and a half. So I had to I threw a little on there to compliment the, the nine and a half I already had in. Um, uh, but then I I want to give this one out to you just again. We we follow a lot of smart people, and this one was too good not to give out. Chris Raybon of the Action Network is just a god at these props. And and this one's gone way down since he gave it. Uh speaking of, you know, the the offensive line problems for uh, Cincinnati and the rush defense that Dan just highlighted of the Ravens, Joe Mixon, probably going to have some tough sledding this game. He got this prop, Joe Mixon's uh, rushing and receiving yards combined total being under, under 85 and a half. Mm. I, by the time I heard it, saw it, it was at 82 and a half. I just, now it's at 81. So by the time you listen, I think you could take this again down to like, you recommended taking it down to like 79 and a half or so. But I think that again, get Joe Mixon probably going to be, Maybe splitting time with Samajah Piran, like we saw a lot uh, last year's playoffs, just to kind of keep you know things healthy. Having a hard time running the ball when he does get attempts, and he's probably going to stand a block a lot now because of having offensive line problems. So I think that it is that that prop just feels way too good not to at least have me echo on this show. But all credit to Chris Raybaugh.
0: Yeah, I mean, how could you not? I mean, the Ravens just dominate the rush defense. Uh, here we go, Monday night. This is it. This is the one everybody wants to see. The stars are out. The red meat can be consumed. Matt's got something on. He's got a a sweatshirt on here. Maybe he is foreshadowing. I don't know. The stars of the Dallas Cowboys coming off a brutal, brutal loss to the Washington Commandos. Uh, They go to Tampa. They play the Bucs. We've been talking about it for weeks that this would be the game. Everybody wants to see it. It was the game. Week one of Sunday night football. Now it ends Super Wild Card Weekend on Monday night football. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are two-and-a-half point dogs at home against the Cowboys. The over-under is 45-and-a-half. This is the game that will split the universe in two, I suppose. Matt, one final pick. Brady, or do the boys finally get it done? Yeah,
1: I've been listening to the show if you don't know what pick pick, Tom Brady. I'll just say it off the top. We're definitely taking Brady in this game, plus two and a half. I'm probably just going money line in this game. The Cowboys have been pretty bad down the stretch. They have been reeling in the worst, one of the worst ways possible as far as anything that actually made its way into the playoffs. Um, Dak has been has been more of the visible problem that they, he has been. I, I don't know, leading the league in interceptions or interception rate or whatever you want yep. to call it. But I, I what he did uh, with that pick against Washington last week when on back-to-back throws, throwing to the same route, almost got it picked off the first time, and then followed it up with the same exact throw to the same exact receiver that turned into a pick six. He's not making the reads. He's just doing what he thinks he's supposed to do. He's not like – I don't think he's reading the defense. He is just going to where he's supposed to go. The receivers are not getting any separation outside of C.D. Lamb. Like, oh, you know, again, it's catching up that – Noah Brown is not, you know, gonna gonna cut it in the playoffs. Michael Gallup is not the explosive player he was before his his ACL surgery over this past season. Um, and again, while their offense, like or sorry, their defense, it, it's ranked second DVOA right now on defense, but they've they've allowed a ton of points. They've allowed over the last five weeks, they're allowing over twenty seven point two points, or, or over twenty seven points per game, twenty seven point two, um, and they have not played great quarterbacks along that stretch if you remember these past games are the eagles with Gardner mitchell sam howell josh dobbs without derrick henry uh trevor lawrence is the only good one and then the old two-headed monster uh, davis mills and jeff driscoll like (laughs) i mean those are the five quarterbacks that averaged over 27 points a game against this defense so this secondary is not very good at all and we just said if brady has time tristan wirfs is back there is a potential that Ryan Jensen is going to play this game. Their
2: center. Wow, uh, be awesome.
1: potential. I don't think I. It might be that might be a little overzealous, but um, I just man, I don't know how you don't bet Brady here being undefeated. And I have another a little trend that would also back them up. Um, back teams that are uh, below a five hundred record in the wild card round. As crazy that sounds, I know it's the regular season record. They finished eight and nine, but uh, over the past twenty years. Teams with a below five hundred record in the wild card round are eight and one against the spread. As crazy as that is, that's eighty nine percent, folks. So, give me Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. Let's go Bucks!
0: Fire the cannons! We're going Bucks plus two and a half and the money line. We're taking it because at the end of the day, Dallas is a better team on paper. Sure, absolutely, on paper. But you just mentioned it. The last 5 weeks of the season have been an absolute disaster. Complete inconsistencies. Sam Howell getting destroyed by that team and that defense. Tennessee didn't play anybody and played Josh Dobbs and still struggled to even cover the 13 and a half point spread. Philadelphia they gave up almost 500 yards of offense to the backup quarterback. Dak had a great game in that game though. Um Jacksonville 40 points lost in overtime blew that lead and then almost lost to the Houston Texans, uh, which is horrific. It's just bad, and I'm going to give you some stats as well. I'm going to give you some trends that, that that go out like this. Dak 0-4 in the spread, against the spread in the playoffs. He's thrown a pick in seven straight games. Nine of his last ten games he's thrown an interception. You can do that and get away with it against the Houston Texans or against the Josh Dobbs-led Tennessee Titans. You cannot do that against this team. Against teams with the worst winning percentage in the playoffs than him. Mike McCarthy is 1-3 and against the spread and straight up in his career. The last time the Cowboys won a road playoff game, Matthew, 30 years ago tonight. Tonight. 1993. January 12th as we record. 1993, they went into San Francisco and Troy Aikman beat Steve Young. 30 years ago tonight was the last time they won a road playoff game. That's madness. That is insane. But on the flip side, there's a guy named Tom Brady. You might have heard of him. Greatest of all time. Go. As a dog in the playoffs, he is, is very rare, but he is 7-3 and three against the spread and straight up in the playoffs as a dog. The Bucs have gone. Here's a trend. This is one of those trendy things. Brandon Anderson from the Action Network brought this one out. Bucks have gone from plus 3 to plus 2.5. In the last 20 years, that teams have become smaller dogs as the week goes on. Those teams are a scintillating 43-18-2 and in the playoffs. That is a huge number. When the dog moves towards being a favorite, it is very, very profitable. Pressure Dak, I think the key to the game, the interior lineman of the Dallas Cowboys getting exploited by Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks. I think those two guys are the keys. Because right now, that center is banged up for Dallas. Tyler Smith, they moved from left tackle. They put Peters in, or they got Tyron Smith back, rather. And they moved him to left guard, and he's been a mess. He's been an absolute mess. He was that first-round pick from last year. I think Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks control this football game with interior pressure and force Dak into some bad decision-makings. I wonder what Tampa will do defensively. Will they take away CD or will they take away try to take away Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott? I don't know. But I think Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks will tell the story of this game. I like the Bucks plus two and a half.
1: I mean, again, if you didn't see that one coming, you haven't been listening to the show.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's a couple
1: that were just – you can see it. I, I, We're pretty much on the same side of most of all these games.
0: And I will be at a Cowboys fan's house on Monday night in full bucks parade guard. Don't worry.
1: You are so mean.
0: I will be very mean. I like being mean. It's
1: more fun that way. I can, can you believe why is Mike Evans anytime touchdowns plus 185? That feels like a minus like 130 number to me.
0: Come like, on. At least minus th- one, at least at least minus 110 or something. Like it's gotta be a minus number. Crazy. Totally crazy. We are running out of time. Maddie. I don't have an under the weather. There is no weather really involved. The best one I could possibly give you was Jacksonville and Los Angeles because that game is going to be 45 degrees in Jacksonville on Saturday night and the winds will be coming down in in velocity. So there's nothing really out there as terms of an under the weather, but you saw that I like two unders already. So the ones that I gave out to you, Um, obviously with Minnesota or Miami and Buffalo and then Baltimore and Cincinnati. I like those two unders. Can we build a money line parlay or is there not one there? I'm out.
1: We're going, I'm out. we're hunting hunting the juice on the the props. You can do it. Can I, we're going to do it. If we're going to do it, it's giants and bucks. clearly.
2: And the Jags.
1: I would not do the Jags. I would do the giants, the bucks. All
0: right. Do we, do we dare? This is just me. It, what is the most like? If we were going to take a big one, Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore. That's what exactly what I was thinking. I think they muck it up. That, that's that's a hardball. Yeah, that's just a hardball
1: shock. And again, maybe shock the darling team from last year. That now again, it's like they did just you know they, the Bengals just went from like worst to first last year, and now it's because of Burrow they're stapled in as just a you know great team, and they've been great this year. But wouldn't it be perfect? Again, it's like wild card weekend. What's the shock of the weekend is that Burrow, who we thought we had this team well oiled and running again, loses to Tyler Huntley and and on a nasty defense.
0: They were the worst, pro- least profitable football team in the last thirty years against the spread in the playoffs, and then they went four and zero last year against the spread. So interesting. It's worth a sprinkle. Don't hate Ravens Bucks little nightcap, you know. Little, little nightcap, from life. Don't hate it. There is a narrative. It's here. There's always a narrative. We na- We we may not have a parlay. We may not have an under the weather. But there's always a narrative. Come there on. is one that is screaming. Why even?
2: Do I even? Have to, do, I even have I to. do I? Do I even have to say it? Hey. Lewis, lay it on me. Come on. You guys just went over this. this what can go wrong will go wrong.
0: <laughs> How about
2: them cow with Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, blah blah blah, whatever. You know, I wish it was three. If I'm going to be honest, but we they, all do. They should win. Um, I, the other narrative is obviously Buffalo wins in an absolute smackdown. You know, it's just Team of Destiny at this point. Talk about a narrative. One of the best narratives. Uh, yeah, that that's you guys already know. I don't have to spell it out. The people at home know if they've been listening all year. They know the way this mind thinks. It's yeah, they know the narrative.
0: Thirty years ago tonight,
2: I wasn't alive, (laughs) Dan. That's
0: crazy. None None of us were alive.
2: All right, (laughs) blew my brain. I'm like,
0: today's January 12th when I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um, I didn't redid my power ratings real quick before we go. I redid my power ratings, and my power ratings say that the Super Bowl should be 49ers Bills. That's what it should be. Yeah, that makes sense. And it makes sense. Yeah, Uh, but that's my power ratings. So.
1: Like I'm glad hard. you're I'm glad your Eagles buys. Just
0: <laughs> I'm sticking with the Eagles. I'm holding on to that fourteen to one.
1: I was guys. What are what are your futures again? I want to say this at the top of the show, but <clears throat> my futures again. Yeah. I, I have I have NFC, San Fran plus seven hundred with a unit and a half. Uh, Dallas plus nine fifty for a unit. And then we mentioned it on the show one day, and I threw it in. as Bucks plus seven fifty
0: at at a half a unit. I mean, that's great. That's excellent. Uh, I, I actually really like a lot of those. Um, I have Tampa early on. I took them like plus 400 uh, early in the season. This was all preseason. 49ers plus 800 there you in go. the NFC. And then uh, Eagles plus 1,400 to win the Ooh. NFC. Uh, and then I have my last AFC one because I I'm an idiot and took Denver and the Raiders. Um, <laughs> yes. Ravens 10 to 1 which is not a good number. So yeah, they may probably longer than that right now. What do you think? I mean, maybe throw one on Kansas City? I mean, well, it's, it, it, they – I uh, See, I like to, to
1: – anytime I do these conferences, I try and stick with one side just to just to clear my path. Again, like you're – you know, you, you you just want to be on a one-way train to having San Fran and Philly meet in the conference championship and just, you know, sit back and relax.
0: I can get – so KC and Buffalo are the same. They're plus 160, 170. Cincinnati I, yeah. at plus four hundred. Uh, I I don't know if I'm feeling that. The Chargers that, at the ten AFC to one.
1: Gone. Went. The AFC yeah. is too hard to predict. It's a gone. Well, which
0: is why I would say, hey, Chargers ten to one. Maybe throw a <laughs> very small sprinkle on Jacksonville at eighteen to one. No, their pass defense. They're, they're
1: defense can't make it through it, the AFC.
0: I agree with that, and all the value is gone. I mean, if you didn't get that in the preseason. Right. It's like that was right. You're, you're, yeah, one. you're betting,
1: you're betting like the hobo's number now. It's not yeah. like any guy.
0: I, I got nothing left. I got, I, I'll hold on hope for the Ravens, but I, I'll stick with I love my pick. I got Bucks, 49ers, and I got the Eagles. So, yeah, that's some good numbers. So, all right. Godspeed. It's time. Should be fun. Super wild card weekend. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that for our esteemed producer lemon pepper Lou Paracone, and for my excellent compadre colleague friend maddie ice maddie c Silbrath. i am dan zampano maddie i'm not gonna make you say it i can't make you say it how about fire the cannons fire the cannons fire the cannons let's go and let's ride we'll see you next week everybody The Sunday Card podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zimpano co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to the Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11:30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at the Sunday Card. And remember. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.